Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk More Movies, the show where I try and talk about movies, but never talk about anything and everything else. I am your host, Michael Breslin. To my left is... <laughs> jean To his left is... Kiva Sweeney. To my right... Ari. And to his right... Colin Heron. Yay! Right, Shan, what are you laughing about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you started playing the fucking opening theme song, and me and Heron was saying that Heron said before we started recording, he was convinced that there was a huss... So I was listening out for this huss. Can you hear the huss I too? Can't he- I can't hear it now. But no, I it's, it's, the huss is definitely gone now. But then I was pumping my ear up to see if it was the fuzz off my drink. It wasn't. The fuzz, like, out of a bottle, mm-hmm. if I didn't have it screwed properly, it wasn't. So I have no idea where it was coming from. So it was just kind of going metal. I think all the electronics here were just live. We're going to get blown up at any point. <laughs> it's like a lot of electronics and a lot of open liquids. <laughs> and there's a, yeah. uh, there's a flame on here too. So that's not going to fucking add anything. I, th- I think this is the most amount of booze we've had on the table for a while. It's really packed out. You can't even put your hands on the table. It feels like Christmas. <laughs> well, it kind of suits the St. Paddy's Day episode yeah, of Let's Talk More Movies. What was that story you told about the, the Pringles for next year or something? What was that again? What's this? You just remember back in somebody's house and you're about to get ripped on a, a fucking box of Pringles from a cupboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was it? Found a, I found a pack of sour cream and onion fucking Pringles laying in the cupboard. I was down the bog at some house party one night and I barely knew the boy, but I kind of half knew him enough that I could steal Pringles out of his cupboard. And I had the hand in the fucking cupboard and I pulled out the Pringles. He's all, no, no, my man's saving them for Christmas. I was all, fuck off, pal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, but explain how far Christmas was away. Like. It was fucking March. <laughs> <laughs> my man's saving them for Christmas. Nine Jesus months down the line. Christ, like, like, she's fucking well ahead of the game. Aye. She buys a holiday for two years in advance and she buys Pringles for the year after. Like, <laughs> can't pass that deal. Like. What a stucky bitch. Just don't lie to me, fist man. Just tell me you don't meet your Pringles. Like, don't say your mass saved them for Christmas. Fucking hell. Mm. <laughs> no, but that's so bad, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness, I was the problem. I shouldn't have been stealing Pringles in his cupboard in the first place, but mm. whatever. <laughs> you can't have Pringles and expect them not to be stolen. Well, once you pop, you can't stop. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've heard. Mm. <laughs> that is how the slogan uh, goes. Did you invent that? No. No, no. <laughs> Work for Pringles, man. Here, what do you call the Pringles, man? You always know mascots' names. No, I only knew Mr. the fact Pringle. that nah, it is just Mr. Pringles. Is it? I, it is. It's, it's someone as boring as that. The only reason that, that you think that is because I revealed the bombshell uh, a couple of weeks back that Monopoly Man's name is actually Rich Uncle Pennybags. <laughs> and you love is that, that his shit. Name? Rich Uncle Pennybags, eh? It sounds made up. Like well, it probably is made up. Like I doubt there is a version. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has one of them uncles. <laughs> Danger bottle. Okay, so I brought the danger bottle this week. Oh, there. It's 
Tonic water. Yay! Hey. How unfunny for Paddy's day. <laughs> Is that not what you said? Don't bring alcohol this week. That should be next I, week's I one. Say, I said bring more alcohol. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, luckily <laughs> I, I said fuck the five pound price limit and buy a dangerous shit. Wow. Well, celebration breakfast. All right. So we got <laughs> Pellini limoncello. Oh fuck! Limoncello. Right. So there's a suggestion of it. I was brought the stuff as you cannot see listening uh, <laughs> to my cocktails, but they didn't have anywhere Angostura bitters. Nice. So you can you can just drink it with ice or with lemon and tonic. Apparently. What would you recommend? Dealer's choice. Well, I think we should all try a wee bit just of it. Right. Yep. And then I'm with we you. can have it with tonic. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. I've been trying to get stuck on this for many moons. Oh, can I do a reading? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it just says Polini Prosecco sparkling water oh, ice yeah, girl. Oh, yeah, no, that's for a Polini spritz. <laughs> Authentic family recipe, gluten free. No, what the fuck is GMO? What's GMO? Oh, it's like sugar syrup, I think. Error, okay. Is that not like a doctor oh, or something? Oh, a nice pop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Well, we just drank it out of the bottle. It was a smooth cork. Drink it straight, drink like it a straight the bottle. There's one smooth cork. It smells delish. It's the best thing in the world, a smooth cork. It's kind of like, uh, a, it, it smells like a mixture of like, you know, the ice pools you used to get for about 10 people when you're a wean and toilet duck, but still. <laughs> He's not <What>? lying. <laughs> <laughs> You know that flash spray that's quite like fluorescent. Yeah. Do you know what? It smells like that. It's strange. Like it tastes like what you think flash would fucking taste like, but it's also appetizing. It's a weird one. Get flash that like the superhero, like what he would taste like. No, no, it's just nice, just nice lemony. It's it's kind of like throat lozenges. Mm. You know, if you have a sore throat, would you do it the Monakiva? Do you not? I do. This could be perfect for you. Not yeah, just say lozenges. Well, lozenges. What else do you lozenge? And that's what I was wondering. Do you <laughs> need to know. be specific? They fruits. Never, never actually thought about that. Lozenges are only for the throat, really, aren't they? Very taste. Very taste. Yeah, that's not bad. You can it's have like a, you can have a nose cream. lozenge. It's like sorbet. It's like a lemon sorbet. That's beautiful. And your mouth. Sorbet. Like uh, an aperitif, <laughs> what they say in the, the cooking world. Once once again, Heron. They might have continued. Heron, <laughs> where else do you have lemon sorbet other than your mouth? Yeah, well, on he's been in some crazy parties on, on, on the plate. <laughs> well, this is the man who once found a brothel on top of a McDonald's, like so. This man's been around. He did. The man's connected. <laughs> yeah. I, d- I didn't it's find probably... it. I just knew it was there. Yeah, well, you knew it was there. You were saving it for a rainy day. Enough lemons in that to make some kind of original source. <laughs> Should I give a straight face for that one? <laughs> it tastes like original source. I'm not sorry, swear. I know it's lovely. It's I just know. like it, uh, it tastes like lemon sweet. So smooth too. It actually, it doesn't even taste like our alcohol. I was going to read it out. But it's way it's nicer than that limoncino we had. It was a kind of creamier <sighs> stuff. But that was about fucking three pound at a fucking Asda or some chemist mm. or something, wasn't it? No, that there's Tesco. Yeah, that's a that's a Where do you buy alcohol in a chemist? What? Where do you buy alcohol? Just going to ask for a tan glass of Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> I, wh- I do know Nearly <laughs> everything in a chemist has alcohol in it. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite exactly. cool. You like get blocked and have really, really fresh breath. If anything, like, that's like the pound shop or winos. You know what I mean? Do we want to try it with tonic? I'm going to. Nail polish and everything. Nail polish remover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> always want to be a fly in the wall when somebody walks up the counter and goes, The works. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he just walks up. Any chance? Any <laughs> <laughs> chance, hey? On that strap now. Huh? <laughs> I can't get in the strap now. <laughs> I'm around the marsh for any What's this in? Is this limoncello with lemon? With lemon and... Oh, God, it's going to be a bit strong. Ice also? Tonic. And ice, and I'm going to put some tonic. Oh, very lemony indeed. So we have some, some bitters, but... Could you not get bitters in Tesco? 
not Angostura bitters, no. Mm. Just what, with general bitters? I've seen a bunch of bitter bastards. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> <laughs> There's no bitterness in this tent. Right? It doesn't matter how they're fine. What color? Oh, purple. purple. Straws and everything. No, we, we don't have purple. Green. green. For Paddy's day. Does everybody want green? Aye. Aye, it's, it's Paddy's day, day special. Everybody wants green. Is the oh, well, actually, no, there's an orange one in there too. Is there any white ones? No, nah, there's no white Yellow. ones. We, we, well, does it fit? We could have made a tricolor mm. wee combination there. I'm taking mine out. Can I first go with this? And I am going to. Right, so this is limoncello, sliced lemon, Shit. tonic water, and ice. What's this called? Oh, it's delicious. Like is this a spritz? <laughs> it's very lemony. Obviously, it would be, but it's, it's very, very, very nice. It's um. A Polini spritz. It's apparently. a Polini PLB. Boom. PLB. What's a Polini? What, what what's a Polini? The cocktail. I've it's heard it recently. Uh, it's like champagne and prosecco. Anything uh, prosecco, right? Uh, so a can of stout and prosecco. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like an Italian left back. But either way, like I mean, it's a <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a dingle fucking Bellini stout and a fucking prosecco. Second striker for AC. But no, it's yeah. fucking. It's That's very, sweet. That it's very, very refreshing. Very I can very see refreshing. why they, they want the bitters. Mm. I could, yeah. I could see drinking that on a hot summer's day. Yeah, down Las Vegas. <laughs> or in a hot Smuggling bananas yeah. in your fucking togs. That's nice, but I, I do like it. <laughs> it, I know, it just it feels more summery already. Even though it's pushing down outside, yeah. <laughs> and it has been for the past four months. Just imagine that the light is the sun. We should get a big dirty two K light and plug it on every time. We just feel like we're in the sun. <laughs> You'd be sweating. Be my dad, just Hawaiian <laughs> shirts and blisters on my balls. Call lamb, we just fucking Saint Tropez on the wall. Call the hot pants special, just. Okay, what have we watched this week, folks? Kiva. Uh, this week I watched Nell. Seen it? No. Irish film? Can can we get a spelling on that? No. Nell. N e double l. Nell. Bam. No, I've not. Is seen it that. Julie? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh Jodie Foster and Liam Neeson, so kind of Irish. Nell. <laughs> so it's 1994, and it's directed by Michael. Probably saying this wrong. Apted. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> wrong. It's A-P-T-E-D. Apted, he has a very appropriate head. A-P-T-E-D. Apt? Well, E-D. Michael Apt? Apted, that's, that's right. Apted, right? I don't know. <laughs> but Apt is just Apt without the E-D. Is it? Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly is. But I don't know what, about <laughs> names. <laughs> Names-wise. They're very apt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Jodie Foster plays Nell, Nell. who is... A kind of wild woman. Uh, she's grown up uh, pretty much with no knickers. No knickers. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary Freaknik: The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. She's She's been raised in a cabin in the woods by her mom. Mm. But her mom... Fuck I took a, I took a fucking turn. <laughs> <laughs> her mom moved out funny. there when she was pregnant, so she's never really seen anybody else. Do you mean else. like wild as in the wild? Like, like in the wild. Oh, like I thought you meant she was cabin, just fucking... In the wild. Like, yeah. I thought you meant she just loved a couple of well, cheeky neckers or a few percent. <laughs> she was a mad contest. She's a yeah. wild woman. <laughs> Only wore knickers to keep her ankles warm. <laughs> oh, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The only... The only real contact that this like wee cabin has with the the outside world is this uh, young young guy who drives up in a moped and leaves him shopping. That's big Liam. Big Liam. Oh yes. No, no, it's not actually. It's some wee teenager guy. I don't know who it is. Some wee dickhead. <laughs> but he just like leaves him shopping and picks up the money. But they from him doing that, he discovers uh, that he just thinks it's an old woman who lives there and she's dead. Uh. But she's been like laid out covering flowers and all. So he's like, oh, what? You know, thought she lived by herself. So. They go in and get the sheriff and the doctor, who is Liam Neeson. Yeah. It's America, is it? It's, looks like it's set in America. Did she go to like school on like a big yellow bus at one point? No, she, no, she's like an adult. That's carried. No, no, it's not. No, it's maybe no. I'm mixing it up. If I'm in a writer, doesn't matter. Go on. Max, not wearing Nelly music video. But um, <laughs> so they <laughs> Nelly motherfucker. <laughs> they then they discover Nell. Who's like hiding in the rafters? Like she's pure monkeyed up there. Like <laughs> <laughs> she, like an actual monkey. She's like dangling from the rafters. Like she's biting. Like cr- like it sounds like crap. She's just all blah, blah, blah. like everyone's all what the she definitely fuck? was monkeyed. Then. So they get another another like Liam Neeson's about like she's only ter- you know she's terrified. Like obviously you know we're scaring her. Uh, so I can't have seen this. Eh? We'll go away. But then this other doctor. Can't remember the actress. She she basically sees her for two seconds and be all she's like autistic and retarded, so we just must lock her away. And people who she works for want to uh do some science shit about personalities and like how personalities are formed. Science Is it about science. a society or shit? And he's Liam Neeson's basically all like she's grand, just like we just leave her here. You know, not just like they all buy, but like they like, take her away from her house. <laughs> Um, so they have three months. The the court can't decide. They have three months to kind of observe her, observe, Good observe, word. strong word, <laughs> observe her, and then the, provide evidence, and the court will decide. But they're kind of at that start. There is a kind of like I find it, they're almost like complementary oppositions. Like one person believes this, and the other person believes this, so that they like sandwich. They sandwich him with yeah. It's it's a bit. They're too, it's too convenient. It's too convenient to it. But then, as they spend time observing her and kind, of, they actually become part of her life. They become like they're kind of almost become like surrogate parents. There, um, she's really never seen a man before. Oh. Um, she doesn't. You'd think she has her own language, but it's it's English. But like she's dropping consonants or something. So. They spend the time to learn her language, and it's good. There's, it's like really beautiful to look at because it's set in like rolling hills and lakes, and 
it's it's just gorgeous. But then it were then <sighs> the parts when they're observing her and kind of trying to get to know her and learn her language, and you're like, what's going on here? Like they're brilliant. But then there's parts where they're they're bringing her out into the world and kind of the wee subplots are just kind of like Ugh. yeah there's no need for they're not, this they're not as they're not bad they're just not as good as that yeah. pinnacle so, so basically it's interesting enough I think do you think it kind of falls down the fact like a while other films fall down is that they, they actually there's no necessity for the subplot but like the main focus of the film is interesting enough yeah it's like it's basically like the subplots were just kind of they were developed like yeah. they're 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 probably potentially because that's pretty interesting to see how people react. You know, she's never seen like other buildings or other people or. But I mean, the scene where they take her out. First of all, she's in a car. She's all no sweat. Just gets in the car. Never like been in a car. Yeah, seen a car before. So that's not even really well fucking observed. Those bits are. Re- but then I read somewhere that it's based on a play. I can't remember the name of the play. Fuck. But the play pretty much takes place just in the woods and beside the lake and in the cabin yeah so i think maybe they had like a rich source material for that but then not so much with the other scenes right so i, I, so I mean, like, you basically mean that they i like everything at the end i know it's not well, no, no, i was, I was, gonna, I was yeah. gonna i was gonna argue myself but you're basically saying that everything they had on they didn't have that sort of strong background that they would have had before so that just kind of comes across as weaker in the finish probably like. yeah it just to me it wasn't as like enthralling as the bits like yeah. there's parts where like hardly anything said and you're just like jodie foster's amazing like you kind of a wee bit forget it's jodie foster which i think's amazing yeah, like it's amazing. and uh but i i don't know i I very much enjoyed it, but those central parts more than... Does it ever come across that Liam Neeson is just trying to bang Jodie Foster? I, I, I weave a thought that. <laughs> he no, just wants a wee it, fucking sex cabin out in the woods. There's a very good scene. Proper wild sex too. Like, ah, oh, come on. There's a very good scene that kind of... That Don't be dirty. Knocks all that in the head. Like, that... I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will, in case like people want to watch it, like I won't say, it, but there's just oh, something okay. that you kind of like. That's so I, worth that's a watch one, then. I have no I, cock. Yeah, I, th- well, I thought it was quite enjoyable. What kind of accent does Liam Neeson do in it? He um, picks up a mean phone. Um, he's topless for a while. Ooh, um, like Liam. Be Liam the boxer. Huh? He swims. <laughs> he I, I know. Really I, do anything. I it's not like taken. I looked. I looked up <laughs> the poster on the thing. He looks like a bit of a babe in it. Yeah. Also, I think Harry, I think Harry said what accent and not action. Oh, does, accent. Sorry. Does, does he do what, his, a, what accent? Does he do his, Does he do his usual <laughs> Mid Atlantic one, or does he just go standard Balamina? Sure. Well, I thought he was. American? I thought he was trying to be American, but then he was all. He always oh, tries because it. <laughs> I'm Irish. And then I'm always oh, actually doing an Irish accent. You can't, I can't tell anymore. <laughs> They've just become you, one. You, you just accept yeah. that he has that that accent. <laughs> but I apparently had uh, recently stopped. You know, saying I'm going to stop trying, uh, stop trying to do the American accent because I just <laughs> couldn't be bothered. He's like, like, when were you trying? Uh, when were you even trying? Like, yeah, yeah. really uh, even trying. fucking Schindler's List, and then obviously his recent fame, we becoming like the most unlikely action star ever. Taken, he doesn't really try. Like you know, it's an American okay, accent, he but do, he does. He does. Okay, he does. Bless him. He does. He tries. But the Northern Irish just come around it, and then should they even explain it in what he called again? 
uh, non-stop they explain non-stop. the fact that even though he's doing an American accent during it they have this whole kind of wee Aye. just small subplot of the fact he's that he's from Ireland I just they explain it and then I walk <laughs> sure they, the they always try and do it with Fassbender as well because he can <laughs> never get rid of the Irish all in up it was a film that Dan was talking about last week and it was a wee thing that I want to bring up in Shame apparently through the pre-production of Shame that character was supposed to be 100% American but because Fassbender was getting it's so weird because like for one of the greatest actors of his generation phenomenally talented massive cock all the rest of it like he's got he's not but honestly he's got everything going for him but that man just cannot shake his Irish accent he just cannot do it he, sh- he shook it a bit in Jobs aye but even at that well, that's the, that's actually one of the first films I've seen him where he's aye. done a full American accent where he hasn't you haven't heard the lot it really but, uh, it really uh, I meant to see. I remember seeing Days of Future Past, and all. I was just going, "Fuck me, you're losing." Or no, no, first, first class. I more, I more so far more in first class. Aye, the, thir- the third act, he just goes full on. He's American. The first three acts. Has he just stopped caring because this uh, film's tracking so well? Yeah. No, <laughs> no. What I heard about from first class because that was such a rushed production and all that they were supposed to do ADR, they but they didn't. They didn't have time to do it. But even in shame, I mean, <laughs> just. I know it's, it's just Irish Magneto. And the amount, I know. Magneto, that's... Xavier! Xavier, come here! Come here for me, ah! Come here over there and shoot you on the back, boy, ah! Ah! You bally wanker, ah! He's meant to be playing a man who's become meant to go on to Ian McKellen. I know, for fuck's sake, I mean, so you're going from fucking... Chucky uh, Ian, like, like, like not the proper yeah, fucking reserve. He still needs to go through the Bolton accent though first. <laughs> I never understood. We said this last uh, week. Ian McKellen from Bolton, but apparently in the pre-production of Shane, he was supposed to be a full American character, and I think Steve McQueen probably noticed that you know his accent was slapping like fuck, and he was already right, have to do something about this. They wrote on, and no fairness, I got rid of you know everybody saying, oh, well, why is that accent slapping? One bit of dialogue can solve all that. Yeah. There's that one part at the dinner table. He said, "McCary Mulligan." And they cannot bring up the fact that they were brought up in Ireland, and that uh, just excuses everything. Like you know what I mean? It's going to be someone in Dublin going. <laughs> <laughs> but then why doesn't Carrie Mulligan have an Irish? Exactly. Well, because <laughs> she's good at doing accents. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's more talented than me. <laughs> I imagine they just went down there for ages to say, "Well, well, Ira's brought up in Ireland. She wasn't at all, but." Aye, no, that's great. That's <laughs> just, we're cover five over. years Aye. different. Aye, but, uh, you know what I mean? I like just really over Just looks at the screen as well, you know what I mean? <laughs> Clipboard out and all that, Craig. Just really taking you out of the phone. Aye. Aye, you just hear Steve McQueen going, that'll do. No more cut, it just comes really amateur all of a sudden. I really yeah. fucking met him. Like, I'm going to carry him an accent off for the next hour or so. <laughs> As Shama, did you watch this week? Uh, watch Escape from Alcatraz, uh, 1979, Don Siegel, uh, Tazai. Clint Eastwood uh, essentially does what it says in the ton. It is about uh, the kind of famous 1962 prison break. Is that a H-block, dude? Yeah, <laughs> a H-block. <laughs> but it's about, the, it's about the famous like 1962 escape of three prisoners from Alcatraz. Now, uh, the three prisoners he actually escaped it was Frank Morris and the Anglin brothers nobody actually ever is that Zach's dad aye maybe it'll be Zach's dad like you know what I mean <laughs> he was never there <laughs> <laughs> Zach Morris's dad was never there escaped Alcatraz just no man he was on their own Alcatraz Alcatraz bell but uh, <laughs> see us all your interruptions what happens then <laughs> you get me giddy but uh, aye so essentially they uh, escape 
Clint Eastwood and two of his pals, his prison pals, escape. Now, the, the way the actual story goes is that nobody actually knows if those three prisoners survived or not because horrendous waters around Alcatraz, more than anybody who tried to escape would have drowned, but they never actually found these prisoners' bodies and there's kind of evidence they suggest that they actually survived it. But that's besides the point. The actual there evidence is they suggest? There's evidence hmm. they suggest that they actually oh, survived it. Okay. There was a couple of pictures of the England brothers apparently it surfaced in the 1970s in Brazil and stuff like that. Oh, and they investigate. The, the case is actually still open. Like the US Marshal Service, because I was reading up about this last night, they still have an open file on all three of them because neither of them were found, so there's no proof. As they, would they still be alive? What, yeah, what age really? I mean, like, if they escaped, well... They'd be well no, they their 90s, like, if, because I mean, they escaped in 1962. No, but they were about 30 when they escaped. One of them was 30, one of them was 32, and one was 35. So that's what 54 years ago. So they'd be well in their late 80s, early mm. 90s, if they were still living. But just know, on their deathbed, it was me. It was me. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking laughing that ass off. <laughs> Imagine when I went back just for a wee tour Alcatraz. You think he would, buddy? You think he would just because <laughs> nobody's going to catch it? <laughs> no, guarantee they have still pictures of them up and stuff. Yeah, but they wouldn't even look anywhere. <laughs> You're the same like photobomb on tourists and all. Just start guys, telling everybody, my like, it's my fucking cell here, boys. It's how I got out here. Here's a tunnel. <laughs> get, out. get out as a sort of a subject of term. Uh, <laughs> broke out. Probably more accurate. <laughs> On the boat, no way over. Swam at. <laughs> <laughs> Swam at you, fucking fat, lazy, fucking bastards. <laughs> but essentially, I mean, it's a very standard, it's a very standard present drama. I think a while a lot of people who already watch it now, modern day, would maybe be a wee bit underwhelmed because near of every single present drama that's came since it was made in 1979 has taken so much from it. I mean, mm. Shawshank owes it a lot of death. I mean, there's a lot of things in there about the carving with a spoon and stuff like that in the wall and actually making the instrument in your cell. And then even as far as, what do you call it? Um, dropping the bits of dust and the bits of stone out in the, you know, the yard. Oh, right. You can't that up. That's all in uh, mm. Escape from Alcatraz. So I think it, it does owe it a lot. It, it, it owes it a bit of gratitude. But mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's very hard to kind of go that outside the box if you're in a prison drama because you're literally kind of stuck in you're inside the, the box, <laughs> box and you're in one confined space so I think it, it does a really really you know, it, it's just a it's a good film it's just a good film it hits all the right notes I don't think anything's that outstanding I think without Don Siegel and his sort of energy and, and, and creativity and, and the director's share I don't think it would have been even anywhere near as good as what it was Clint Eastwood does Clint Eastwood just this really mm. kind of epitome of masculinity, hard man who's mm. you know got a couple of fucking cute one-liners and stuff like that. But it works. It does work. Oh, I mean, it's it's not the the most special film you ever see, but I mean, it just ticks all the boxes, really. Like. I always wonder if he was offered uh, John Mason before Sean Connery in The Rock. Aye. Oh, that would have been class. Wonder. Aye. That's what's going to say. Kind of fits, don't it? Like you know, I would have been better. Aye, Shane, you going to watch The Rock next week? You obviously going through a whole. Alcatraz thing recently. <laughs> so I'm actually just realizing what you're saying. Like an Alcatraz trilogy. What was it? Point blank point, last week? Point blank last week. Oh, fuck, I have a tape. Is good? Lethal. Huh? Absolutely. Class. So, point blank last week, and then I was escaping Alcatraz. I definitely. I'll watch a rock for next weekend. There you go. It's pre it's conditioned. Uh, oh, there's there's, 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 there's more Alcatraz films. Yeah, past that. There are mostly more Alcatraz films. What about the, the third <laughs> Dirty Harry film? The end. The end fight scene happens on Alcatraz. Oh, it's, a, it's a bunny tenuous link, but I might give that a go as well. I might give that a word. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Just Clint watch Eastwood everything. And enough, in. Um, <laughs> the original Dirty Harry was directed by Don mm. Siegel too. He also directed Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah. And old enough, they made five films with each other. And just as a wee bit of trivia time, 
uh, that was their last film they made with each other because Don Siegel kind of undercut Eastwood. Eastwood wanted to star in the film and also produce it under his uh, production company that he yeah. had at the time, Malposa. That's right. But then Don Siegel, because he thought that he had a big hat in his hands, actually went and bought the rights to the film under Clint Eastwood's nose for $100,000. And Eastwood still agreed to star in it because he still thought it was a good film. But there was a lot of tension on set and they didn't really get on with each other and then that was them done. And they made like fucking five super films. Like Coogan's Bluff's a good show. Dirty Harry's obviously excellent. Coogan's Bluff, I don't like it You don't like it at all? I like it. I think it's it's. I'm betting around me a big fucking 10 pound hat in New York. I think it's fun. Like just (laughs) 10 gallon head. How would you say a ten point hat? <laughs> ten point hat. I was probably gonna get a bowl in or something. But I know I choose much. I don't care about hats. I get. Uh, you know why they're called a ten gallon hat? I'll call it a fuck. I want my You know I it's fucking. I think I watched an hour of it and go. I just was all, what the fuck is this here? Like, I don't care about any but us. I was just I fucking turn it off. They fuck. But turn. <laughs> Do you know why they call it a 10-gallon hat? Oh, is that what you asked me? Sorry, I was being like, why do they call it a 10-gallon hat? Because it takes 10 gallons of water to make one. Is that real? Yeah, I've seen it on how you make... Why do you call it a show? <laughs> how you make a 10-gallon hat? <laughs> no, no, why do you call it a show? Like, how, how is this made? Or, 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 what, what is it? I imagine that was like a 10-part series. How do you make a 10-gallon hat? And everybody gets the same, but you're it's just all, host they, they always they always give it a twist every week. It's a ten part series. It's a gallon. It's <laughs> a cliffhanger. I like cliffhanger. Next week we're gonna make a ten gallon hat. <laughs> but right? what if you don't have ten gallons of water? <gasps> I thought Jesus, right. <laughs> a nine gallon hat. <laughs> Is that true or do you? No, that's true. See you on how what you call chain. the show again. How it's made. How it's made. I don't know why I can't remember that title. It's a very simple <laughs> so title. Simple. Ten gallons of water for a hat. Yeah, Fuck they, they make several of them at a time. Phenomenal. Do they make them at reservoirs or something? Or? <laughs> that's just just like fighting that. Mm. Wait, what? Like, like why do, do you need so much water? Is it like made of felt or something? Like, how do you like know? I, so, I don't know. It's, it's some so material. They wet it. They shape it. They wet it again. Mm. They shape it again. Some bullshit. I don't know. Heron, what did you watch this week? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, what did you watch this week? <laughs> <laughs> I did watch, but going ahead. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's the best one to talk about. And I got Sir Harold. Yeah, it's fine. London has fallen. Uh, what was that like? Die Hard Seven. <laughs> I more or less. It's exactly the same format as the first one. Only it's like trying to expand the way Die Hard went. You know, from inside the skyscraper to Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, in the airport. You no, know, no. Oh, sorry, uh, just New York. In, uh, yeah. Uh, so the one from just. Being confined to the White House to London. I, you know, it was kind of, it was a guilty pleasure. But I liked the Lovers' film because it was just balls in the bath, unbelievably over the top. And it's Jared Butler trying to do an American accent, which is always Terrible. hilarious. I, I, I enjoyed uh, it. His face really contorts when he tries to do American accent. Thing. <laughs> uh, he's like Stitham. No, he, he gets, he, he gets no, very he ta- teethy. He ta- oh, very teethy. I, I always show. notice when he tries to do an American accent, he talks with the side of his mouth. He does. He does. He fucking does. <laughs> well observed. Sir. I've well seen observed. it as well. He's not wrong. He's telling the truth. <laughs> oh, that's his American half. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you've, ever, if you've ever seen him in Law Abiding Citizen, he does it a lot. Law Ben and Citizen, shit, dude. I mean, like, I don't mind that. I'll see. Whereas Law Ben and Citizen is really over the top. It takes itself seriously, and the Aye. fact that all oh, this boy's a genius, and, and but 
the, the worst ones in my graveyard and all about in Citizen where basically fucking Johnny Five with a fucking short shotgun comes out with two shotguns on him and starts blasting away at the fucking DA boys who the fuck there but uh, no I mean mine's your brother smoking a fag and I sell it no Jerry brother's fucking hate men against him he's shaking him so no no actually no he's the one he's the one who fucking made Johnny Five that's right though but no, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx the bad Jamie guy, isn't he? No, Jared Butler's the bad guy. No, but I mean, in in the film, he thinks that Jamie Foxx. He's shooting at Jamie Foxx because Jamie Foxx uh, is let he's... the killers of his fucking family or something get uh, away with it or something. Uh, that's what it is. Eh? Uh, he's I uh, know. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> Butler's wife and daughter gets brutally killed or something like that. I know, then, I know. Uh, that Jamie Foxx. That's how all these things always start. And uh, and then in the court or he's, something, he's Jamie like Foxx takes the a DA deal. or something. Uh, he's a DA. He takes a deal. The Short, oh, it's, oh, oh, one of them gets away or something. One of them gets away. Aye, one of them's getting lethal ejection. One of them's getting away because he testified against the other one. Butler ends up going, right, I'm going to take the whole court down. And he uses the line, literally, this is going to be biblical. That's <laughs> so good. That's I remember seeing that in the trailer and just going, why, why does it have to be that big? Like, really? Why don't you just fuck off back to your shit? The, like? the best thing about that film, though, is like they're, they're amazed about how he's doing all this shit from like a prison cell. And you yeah. find out he owns every building around the prison. <laughs> I, I bought it all and all this shit and all. And, and, the, and the boys on the, on that fucking screen is all literally all he's done for the last fourteen hours is wank and smoke. I swear <laughs> to you, I don't know how he's doing it. I don't know how he's doing it. I love as well. I mean, how good are their security checks that they didn't realize that he had purchased every building around? That <laughs> I know because like they f- they find all his property holdings apart from these like six buildings. We don't know what they are. They're the six buildings around you. <laughs> so my, my building around this prison. <laughs> see, see where you're going <laughs> see where you're going I love as well like, like fucking Jared Butler in that film his version of Bubblegal is essentially just making Johnny Five as opposed to fucking leveling the whole city yeah. <laughs> that is his version of, well, of all out warfare yeah. Johnny, Johnny Five, five. Johnny From Five short, 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 short there's a line in it where Arnak who again plays the president Some boy. just goes that Britain is their o- oldest and strongest ally ah, but yeah, Britain yeah. is definitely not their oldest ally are they strongest? <laughs> no, they're oldest, oldest in a amount of France, time. France or something? No, no, like they're they're they were more allies with France earlier in time, but in terms of the the term, the longest term they've been allies with Britain's definitely longer. Yeah, but no, I I Harry does not agree with that. <laughs> I thought that was Heron is standing up for London as well. Yes. I'm off. <laughs> again, it's a. It's like Olympus film. It's such an easy, just an easy watch if you're going in hungover and you don't want to even think about. I love it. That's how we. That's our mark of quality. That's our criteria. How hungover you are? Is it watchable if you're fucked up? Like you know, what I mean? that does not say a lot for us. Also, actually, me and you discussed this last week. I'm not sure if it was in the podcast, but we're wondering what the fuck does Morgan Freeman do? Is he a bad continent or does no, he what does he do? He's the vice president. Ah, he's the what? That's somebody I stepped down from Morg, say. He's usually used to be in the uh, big he's, boss. He's, he's usually he, big P. No, but he was he the P in the first Pocus? one. No, in the first one he was speaker. Is he in the first one? Uh-huh. I, first one, one. I see because me and Chad were talking about this because I haven't seen the Olympus of Fall and I was like, oh, who's Morgan Freeman? And he's always oh, he's not even on the first one. He but then he is. Is it a small man. role? I used to the, it's, it's like a th- it's sort of like a three-hander between Eckhart, Tom, and fuck. He's only played Olympus of Fall, but there's another Jackie Jackie Earl Haley's in it. Who Rorschach? Aye. Has Craig kind of topped off a bit after Little Children and Watchmen, etc., etc.? I but his role. What's etc.? <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> his role in the film was absolutely pointless. He does nothing. He all he says in the film was, "I am loading it up on the screen," and then President looks as if he's about to be executed. Oh, I can't watch. That's is it. that it? That's all he says. Was it, is, is that literally the only scene he's on? Two scenes. Jesus. You just see him sitting around the table, all the presidents, chief of staff, and all that. And what sort of well, who the fuck what does he play? He, he's uh, play, he's taken on Morgan Freeman's role from the first one. So he's the speaker. Aye, and then Morgan Freeman's the president. I'm very surprised. I'm, I was very surprised that I might come like a, a week and even back because I mean Jackie O'Hurley just lends himself yeah. to scumbag characters I, like because he I, looks I like a he, I thought he was going to be like a a mole or something. Like the inside man on the job. Ah, I see. That's if I was watching that film, I would all. But that's that's you see, that's the red hair. Yeah, that's, that's like that's like putting Mark Strong and Kingsman. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's gonna fucking do, do them over. Well. It's like whenever whenever uh, I used to make people uh, word searches at school, I used to like say it was ten words. I would only put on nine. Oh, you oh. bad bitch! Oh, yeah. That's bad. why they called her the puzzler. And I used to really. <laughs> <laughs> Call it the word master. <laughs> immense joy from like, like finishing before someone who I know cannot finish it. I don't know why that made me happy. I can just did you ever a- looking at them? Did you ever accidentally put in a word that you didn't realize though, and then they're like, oh, I got all ten. You're like, what? Uh, <laughs> I couldn't get all ten, but I got your bonus word. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> um, I've heard London has fallen is hilariously racist. Is it? Uh, it's a stereotype of Middle Eastern. Uh, uh, it's just like uh, terrorist, generic Middle Eastern uh, people no. attacking it London. I mean, I kind of suffer uh, from that. Is it? No, it's. I literally watched this kind of half cut about three years ago. Clearly, I. But I'm concerned about. I can't remember fucking Morgan Freeman. But um, is it in? Uh, Olymp- it's, it's like North Korea or something. Isn't it? No, it's like North Koreans and. Olympus has fallen, but this yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, and Olympus has fallen, but are you sure you didn't watch the Channing Tatum one, the same film? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that, the superior film. <laughs> well, what is a White House Down or something? Yeah, White House Down. It's that, the only one I seen. I like that. That is a big bag of deck. No harm, Mick. <laughs> it's a bit of crack. Olympus has fallen. Is far better. Like I haven't oh, seen Olympus has fallen. To be fair, right. Right. it's a bit of crack. though. Roland Emmerich, White House. Why not? I was supposed to. White House. Why not? Roland Emmerich has already destroyed five White Houses. I know. Let's throw another one on the pile. He actually said in the interview, he's like, record, he, 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 he like, got previous. <laughs> he got he do, no, he, he has a record. He, he is the record for the director that has destroyed the White House the most in Hollywood. <laughs> he's a, he's actually... Day, 2012, whatever the fuck that piece White of House. shit was. Uh, what's the other ones? Uh, he's, 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 he's done it a lot. The Secret Service have him on a list, <laughs> just in case. Aye. But uh, I know... Uh, Roland Emmerich said in, in an interview, it's like he actually took pleasure in like thinking about different ways of how you can destroy different parts of the White House before destroying the whole White House. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely on a list. Yeah. <laughs> I asked the boy who knows what he wants, though. Mm. Says Kiva when she swings a knife. No, no. <laughs> she wants to stay, Megan. It's about her knife. Um, what I watched this week was. The Captain America Civil War trailer. <laughs> oh, God. Well, fuck you, Well, to be fair, I, film, I, I watched yeah. it for an hour and a half. <laughs> I guarantee that's probably right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such as your obsession with comic book films. As, as soon as I seen the thing come up uh, that it was online, <laughs> I, made, I turned off the TV and made Jill watch it on my phone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And she's still going to marry. Phenomenal. <laughs> Do you not have a Chromecast now? 
I know, well, I, I do have a thing to bring up on TV, but there wasn't time. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't time. I, I heard there was an hour and a half. No, I watched it for an hour. They bring it up in the time. Um, No, yeah, it's a fucking sweet trailer, man. And we got to see Spidey. Mm-hmm. See, when, when I first seen that they actually showed Spidey, I was all like, oh, shit. I, like, I didn't think they would actually do that. But when you think about it, not like... When I watched it first time with Jill, and then Spidey turns up at the end, Jill actually said to me, "It's like, oh, why is Spider-Man on it?" So it just made me realize, like, the general kind of public don't know that Spider-Man's going to be in this film, yeah. or even that Spider-Man's going to be part of Marvel. I think that we Easter egg, you would say it, or that we bonus at the end of the trailer of actually seeing Spider-Man would have made a lot of people who weren't in a no shit themselves. Yeah, and I guarantee that'll get fucking so many more fucking asses on these seats now for the audience. Like, you know, Hell yeah. Uh, Although, at the same time, I mean, if you watch the whole trailer and every single trailer that's been released, I think it's very obvious that it's going to be down to Captain America versus Iron Man. Like, I mean, and then... Mm. I know, like... Just their two crews in. I think it's oh. been pretty clear that Spider-Man isn't going to be in it very much. Aye. I mean, because... But it, in that, even in that wee clip, like, I was trying to look at, like, uh, Iron Man and Cap. Like, they're the only really two people you see that in that scene, apart from Spider-Man. I was trying to tell, like, have they already had the fight or not? Because it seems like the fight has just... Like, Iron Man's called an end of the fight. It's like, all right, Spider-Man, just come in and end this thing, kind of thing, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, end it's, Spider-Man. <laughs> it just seems a bit weird. Mm. But yeah, uh, I thought the Spider-Man suit looked pretty cool, but when I first seen it, I thought it looked a bit too animated. Did you see the eyes? Aye, the eyes uh, moved. Yeah. The eyes are very big. I See, that I don't like because... That's just fucking stupid. Is that his <laughs> new movie? I know, no. It's just a suit. But you, you see, the, there's, there's like a theory that be, obviously... Spider-Man's on Tony Stark's side yeah. because he takes the shield off Stark. Ah. So maybe Stark designed him this kind of suit yeah. thing. But even at that, I mean, even for that really kind of over-the-top explanation, I don't even think that the eyes moving looks good. It looks I know, shit. it, it yeah, looks, so looks weird. Just keep it the way it was. But it, that's what I was saying. Like, it looked a bit overly animated, but, like, I've been looking at pictures of it as well. And some sometimes, like, I think just my eyes are playing tricks on me because, like, sometimes it looks kind of really like he's actually wearing a suit. And you're like, oh, no, it looks pretty sweet. Then sometimes it looks really animated, but in trailers and stuff anyway, the effects are never yeah, the finished effects, so yeah. it'll look sweet in the following. You know what you're saying? Sometimes it looks animated, sometimes it doesn't. Are you just talking about Spider-Man suit? <laughs> Aye, in, in the one shot of the, the Civil War trailer. That one shot that lasts three seconds. Aye. Aye. Sometimes it looks animated, and then other times it... Well, he has watched it for an hour and a half. I did watch it for an hour and a half, so yeah. the fuck his mood like. definitely changed over that hour and a half. Yeah, I think I went blind at one point. Aye. <laughs> Aye. Mickey could even give you the exact fucking red and blue colours on Spider-Man's suit. Like, if you want them, did you look like Aye, I had, had, I had, I had Spidey red? I had my wee swatch out, you know, getting my costume ready and all. But Come on, next the, week, now, Mickey's loving them. Let's get the wee clumps of crossbones on it. Oh, uh, yeah, the the mask. Yeah. Uh, Who, then that, that came from the Winter Soldier, too. Aye, uh, Frank Grillo. Frank, I always forget his name. He's, he's he's a very good actor. I he's like a very him. good actor. He's had a very strange career because he essentially done fuck all acting ways. Well, not done fuck all, but he done like TV spots and fucking you know really poor TV spots for years and years and years. And then over the past five or six years, he started to build up this body of repertoire, this good body of back catalogue. Like I mean, he he had Warrior at like the Purge. Anarchy is not a good film, but he's brilliant on it. You know, he's actually one of the few redeeming things. About I like it. the thing I heard because I haven't actually seen the film, but the thing I heard about the film is like that's basically his audition piece to be Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> big time because he was, and even he, I, I think that's they were kind of going for too because he's even dressed like the Punisher and he's basically just shitting down vigilantes who yeah. are fucking bananas. But uh, 
he's kind of built up this thing, and then obviously they give him. When I first watched the Winter Soldier, not actually knowing about the character of Crossbones, I just thought, oh, there's Frank Grillo again. That's I'm just kind of building up his back catalog, and he's quite good in this. And he's just playing that playing that typical, I'm an angry bastard antagonist. But then the fact now that this is by chance, and because he's like he's over fifty, and like is he? Uh, he looks he looks amazing. He's like fifty two. Jeez, and it's it's even more. I think he's like fifty two, but it's even more impressive because you usually see an actor who kind of just goes about their day job and just does their thing in TV, and that's just kind of where they end up. Especially when they get their forties, it's like right, I'm never going to make it on the proper fucking you know films or you know blockbusters or whatever I'm never going to be in Space Jam 2 <laughs> but he's slowly but surely he's, he's crawled up the ladder and I mean like it's good to see like, you know what I mean mm. I do think though that the fact that he still looks like he's about 38 or 39 and is still exceptionally good looking is working in his favour yeah. because he does not look like a 52 year old you know what I mean but he still has that kind of grizzled old man yeah. kind of quality about him he's kind of working for him he strikes a good balance in all fairness he would have been a perfect punisher for season two of Daredevil because I just mm. I still don't see John, John Bernthal as, as the punisher no I, 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 I like him nah, nah he's a dick <laughs> no Harvey he's like <laughs> no, no, you know what I do, I do like him uh, I usually like him in The Walking Dead I, know, I, I just really like him as an actor anyway, but I just don't see him as Frank Castle is, mm. it, is it true that in the comics like this whole Civil War thing I mean it's just a Captain America comic or, no or it was just a, it was just like a crossover comic Civil War and I, but, but there was see, the, I think it was meant to, or maybe I'm just I was just I heard a few things but it was that it was meant to be more a Captain America film or that storyline was meant to be more Captain America, but Robert Downey Jr. He, I think he says, "No, I want to be more in it." As Star Trek, I, like, I mean, I think that a lot of his part apparently was beefed up because he wanted to be more. In all fairness, in the comics, the whole thing about the Civil War in the comics is basically just the, 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 the basically the, the conflict between Captain America and Iron Man, and it's the way it plays out. Like Captain America wants superheroes to be in check, and you know, kind of be called up the answer for whatever destruction or whatever accidental deaths. No, Iron Man does. Iron Man does, oh, like, okay. whereas Captain America thinks that they should be free to protect people, you know, as long as they actually are protecting people from, like, you know, kind of otherworldly fucking attackers yeah. or whatever. Or evil and, you know, robots. Yeah, and I mean, like, the way he sees it is that, I okay, it's, he doesn't want people dying, but, you know, it's kind of collateral damage for the greater good. But uh, that's the way it is in the comics. So I think that, I, I don't know what Downey Jr. kind of says about his involvement or whatever. I, I, I was someone told me this actually. I don't know. No, no, not that, that, no, hundred well, percent. But I'm just thinking. Uh, I, I, I was, do uh, think that no matter what, that Downey smelly Jr. guy from Two Doors Away, he told me uh, <laughs> <laughs> about all this. But Downey Jr. would always had to be quite a big uh, I, part like, of it. Like, but the, like it, like it's Captain America: Civil War, which I I thought was kind of weird that they make it a Captain America yeah. film and through one the story, the Civil War story because it could be just out of full like, Avengers film was it not a, a, a I, because I think Chris Chris Evans or eventually sort of said something about that it, how it's not just Avengers 3 yeah. he had this whole thing I, got, was, I know no, you see that I think that the film is going to be focused more on Captain America because it is a Captain America film and the fact that they have Bucky in there, and it's it's, it's, it's Bucky's it's, the main storyline, really. I, I, it's, it's, like it's, it's a, the main reason. Like. I, well, the two reasons is the kind of register the the thing of taking. What, were, what was you, what were you saying, Jeff? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, I, the Tekken, uh, the government kind of has say on what they intervene in and all air kind of crack. But then it's also they want to bring in Bucky. That's the two kind of cruxes of oh. the civil war, and uh, Cap wants to protect. Bucky and then Iron Man wants to bring him in because he shot him in the face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the fucking crossbones? Is it like flaming head or something? No, he. That's <laughs> Ghost Rider. <laughs> no, I know, I know that's Ghost Rider, but no. isn't that the one? Is he's all burnt as fuck or something? Uh, I know, he's fucked up. Eh? Right. You see him on the 
He's like a PG um, the Winter Deadpool. Soldier. He, a building fell on him. A what, a what fell on him? A building <laughs> fell on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I love a building fell on me. I don't know what I thought you said, but it was And now I'm crossbones and I'm angry. <laughs> so, this, is, this is classic FM and that's PG Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, but yeah, like Harry saying you, you, you haven't really seen much stuff of what of like another threat or anything, but I think that's good because like if you look at another film coming up, Batman vs Superman, they showed you what the the third threat is that's going to bring the two people together. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And Glasses. I don't. Um, uh, no, Classes and <laughs> Devil. This shows how much I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, I like I like. I don't know if they're going to do it that, oh, they just make friends at the end or if someone's going to bring them together that they need to fight or how Civil War is going to go because they haven't shown any of that kind of stuff. All they've shown is just Tony bitch slapping Cap. Cap throwing his fucking shield at Tony and that's what the film's going to be. Yeah. It looks brutal as Cap, fuck, to Cap be fair. just saw my beta fucking tan off that head. No, but actually <laughs> in that trailer, Tony proper bitch slaps his Cap. Like, like he's saying, like, oh, let's not fight or something. And then Tony just bitch slaps him and it's says, you proper. started a war! <laughs> a <laughs> civil war! Another thing I learned was how, just how you tasty about Netflix. I know, no, he had. If I was dying for him to say Civil War just to make it complete naffness. I would have loved that though. Just, <laughs> just, really yeah. going for it, like, and then just look he, at the screen. Just, <laughs> I agree. So it's a 200 seater cinema. As soon as he says War, Civil War, in the cinema, you just see about 80 people just cross their legs the other way. <laughs> yeah. <Nobody is. laughs> I was waiting for Civil War. I'm fucking waiting for it as well. Like, Civil War, just say it. Like, I'm gonna fuck, I just say it. Ball bags. But yeah, the the trailer apart from Spidey, I thought it was it was pretty cool. It gave you more of the other side of the story because we knew the kind of Bucky angle, and then it's giving you the kind of more uh, accountability angle or whatever. Uh, but in saying that, it's just more scenes from the film that I'm happy to see. But it's like it's pretty much standard. Trailer. Yeah, you like, know what? You know, it was essentially just the last trailer, but plus the Spider Man bonus. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, you're- no one says anything about William Hurt. William Hurt looks cool in it. Mm. What what the fuck? He's got like a Thunderbolt dick. Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, he what was in the Hulk and all that shit. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He's been there since fucking day that. Do, do you ever think if Bucky was paranoid about his class and he wanted to feel more upper class, what he call himself? Bouquet. Nah. Bouquet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> keeping up appearances. A wee episode of keeping up appearances in the middle of fucking... I already call himself the, the Marvel Universe, universe like, you know. Iver de Guerre. That's war wonder, uh, by the way. <laughs> somebody buys America across the street, suddenly fucking bouquet has to buy a wee America as well, I guess, you know what I mean? Keeping up appearances. Keeping up, that's what I'm saying, like. I would welcome it, to be honest. Like, it'd be fresh. It'd be a new thing. It'd be like it'd Deadpool. Be, it'd be a fresh you know bouquet. I mean? We'd make about fucking 700 billion in a week or something. Probably, yeah. yeah. But, uh, do you want to talk about what I watched this week, or are you, are you finished with your. Now we done. Not balling your whole watching the film and watching the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about the film I watched this week? <laughs> go ahead. Watch, no, no, watch, turns go. I watched Step Brothers. It was still funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good review. It's <laughs> a damn good review right there. Adam Scott's wife is oddly attractive. Catherine Hahn. She's for, it's a while out of her scenes were caught out, hey? She fucking gave it to really that film. I know, she but that's the best thing about her. It's like I, she really she goes, really goes for it. Everybody. She's fucking brilliant. Like, you know, <laughs> like I was saying, she's just all. 
your hair is just like a warm, like hot fuzzball. I just want to roll you up and stick you in my vagina. You, you want to put just me walk in your vagina? You want to put me in your vagina? I'll share it all day. I like, I'm it's like, like I just walk around and know you're in there. And, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this like, he was serving it. They had that all. They cut us on it. But like she next door, did you cook this? Did you cook this? And she grabs it <laughs> and like sticks it up and all they cut it out like because it was just fucking far too mad. But she was fucking brilliant. Like just anything his hands and touched it all. It was fucking dead funny. She was like like there's there's an uncut version of it. And there's like we we there were a couple four or five jokes that were caught from my film that are just fucking brilliant. And it's like uh what do you call him? He's in the Coen Brothers and all uh he was plays a da. Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins, I it's just like fucking him and Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Reilly are fighting at home and all out there, and then he gets a call to the fucking, oh no, you have to run home, your kids are fighting and stuff, and then he's like, oh god, and then the normal cut, he runs out of the hospital, and it just cuts there, but then, uh, and, and the uncut one, it just pulls back, and then uh, the reception's just on, I think that's a bit unprofessional, just running out and uh, running home for kids and all, and then the doctor turns around and goes, nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where the fuck was I called? I was Builder. <laughs> so he ran them on like uh. Um Okay, I said Step Brothers as we weren't gonna talk about it, but we did talk about it about there. About um it. uh Harem, have you watched this week? I watched uh, the Parallax for you, am I see it? Yes. Uh so what's a parallax? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Jesus Christ, catch a man I'm <laughs> sure. You want to talk about a phone for folks? The the guess I would say it's uh because it derives from the word parallel. Uh, oh. And Snorlax. And Snorlax, obviously. So it's, and, uh, it's two Pokemon <laughs> having a very Sleep, interesting sleeping, view on the world. Sleeping at an angle that they'll never touch. They'll never two, touch. Realities, <laughs> two realities that are running two realities that are running concurrently that are in complete opposition with each uh, other. They probably just could have called it the parallel view, really. But Parallax sounds oh, fucking... Par- oh, is God, Parallax not the thing where... If so, if someone's closer to you, it doesn't move as much as someone's far away. That's that that that, that uh, probably is correct, you know? Michael. <laughs> 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 that probably that that probably certainly is. Oh no! If this guy didn't do physics for very long, uh, he was stupid. No, if so, if so, if someone's closer, it moves faster than if someone's further away. Like if you if you think if you're in a car and know, you're I, driving I, past a mountain, the mountain doesn't fly past, but like a post box will. Just I, Google it. Oh, I know. Oh, actually, I, I know. Actually, Jesus, I know what you mean. Actually, I. No, that's death perception. No, 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 but there, no. There, there, is, there is a parallax there because we I had a, honestly I had a research I know for, you, for something before. I, I, I've had to do look, for like but look at the actual stuff. definition of what a I, exactly is, for effects stuff. I, I, no, but it, it, no, it actually he refers to meme. He is right, but uh, oh, <laughs> um, it starts off as this sort of because <laughs> uh, in the seventies and stuff there was like you know I suppose journalism and paranoia about uh, press and about presidents and about you know after the nixon thing and after you know assassinated jfk and all this kind of stuff um this film starts uh it was it's like a what would you say like a media day for a, a an upcoming senator and uh there's a few people like uh outside uh, it's a big it's a big sort of tall building there's a few people outside uh like pretty much just waiting to get a, a moment with the new senator and this kind of thing isn't that the seattle tower is it Seattle Tower? I'm nearly sure it's a Seattle Tower. It's some really iconic bulb. It's, it's relevant. It's business needle. It's irrelevant. Then I will continue. But uh, well, I think you might be right, though. I, I, I think you might be right. Aye. But um, well, regardless, then whoever it is, um, make point to me, The president or the senator gets assassinated, and 
there was like there was few witnesses that were right there and seen it sort of thing and it, it sort of suggests that there might have been another shooter there so pretty much like if you're into any kind of stuff like a jfk assassination and you know the whole way through it you're kind of thinking you know they're telling a story with with constantly referring to the jfk constantly referring to the grassy no lady of the jfk assassination and uh grassy and <laughs> the, the whole way through it uh it's just Warren Beatty's character. Eventually, he 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 thinks that his friend comes to him right and says, "Right, there was what nine people on that ledge that day." I said seven, but there's nine, and I said uh, seven of them have been killed in the last year or the last three years. And he does that standard thing of being all it's all coincidence. It's fucking coincidence, not there and all heart failure, or whatever, and all this kind of thing and all. And like somebody, <coughs> this is balls, not car accident, this kind of thing and all. She comes to him and she really pleads him and she says, and I feel like somebody's following me. They're going to kill me. They're definitely going to kill me. And then she, this happens very quickly in the film, like, and she dies. I love that though, because I think that's a big it's red hair because when you see that and she's usually that'll be, oh, that's a love interest. So that'll kind of click him on the end. They'd be like, all right, maybe there is something happening. Aye. But like, even though she says, oh, there's somebody following me, he's like, ah, fuck off. Now you're, you're going mad or something like that. And mm. then she's fucking like dead with him the next scene. Aye. Even though you think that she might be the love interest, and then it's just like, because uh, it's her like this really pleading scene, and then the next scene is just her lying on a, a hospital bed, and then he's just sitting going, "Fuck, maybe she was right." No, and then he <laughs> it takes her to fucking <laughs> die. Yeah. She, she might have had a fucking boy. She might have been <laughs> on this one, you know. I think she might have had a strong she been on this <laughs> Jesus. No, it's probably it's probably a coincidence she said somebody's following her. It's, she's probably, it's a pure coincidence, and then the fall man's and just probably has nothing to do with that. It just had the, the big, I, just had the biggest production team ever. So he spent an hour and a half looking at all the production team because it was let that well. Or probably nothing to do at red, uh, red dot to see in the back of your head. Yeah. Uh, two seconds. Can I say the definition of parallax? Go ahead. Go on. Parallax is the is the displacement or difference in the apparent position of an object viewed along two different lines of sight and is measured an object that's what I said you said uh, said, uh, an (laughs) object viewed along two different lines of sight and is measured by the angle or semi-angle of inclination between those two lines Fuck you, Shankar very well (laughs) very nice very nice I like that definition but it also there we go. There you go. I give him a golf club because I was about rapping about it. Like. <laughs> I like the one thing I remember from you now. <laughs> you explained oh, it like I understood it. Like, yeah. There now is a, like, yeah, because you explained it before. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. But if you had to say that first, I'd be like, oh, what? Well, to be fair, I wouldn't have been able to say that. <laughs> but I, the, as we were saying about paranoid films from the 70s and stuff, I mean, Speaking about the conversation and three days of the condor and this kind of thing, I mean, there's this constant idea that you know the main character thinks right that what's the best way to deal with this here because it's just like if I go this way they'll do that if I go this whatever, but then if I do this, they might have thought that I'm going to do this. They might have I might be playing out of their hands and this you know and it really it really fucks you the whole way through it and the best ones do like and. It's this constant thing of people telling you you really don't know what you're getting yourself yeah. on, day. I think and that it's, it, 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 there's that dread all the way through it, and it, it's really it's a really edgy piece, and especially the f- there's a really ballsy ending too. Big time. I think that it's, I, I think it's just kind of systematic of paranoia thrillers from the seventies. Obviously, they were kind of stem from Watergate and like the the Robert Kennedy and the JFK assassinations in America. Didn't quite know where they were in the world, and they didn't quite know what they trust or who to trust. Because if you can't trust your government, then who can you trust? And uh, 
like Alan J. Pakula, who done the Parallax for you, he mm-hmm. says that that was like the centerpiece to his Paranoia uh, trilogy. So he had Clute, and then that, and then... Uh, he did Clute, Clute as well, eh? He done Clute, and then, which is a ridiculous name, but it's called Clute. No, so, I, I just don't want there to be a, like a detective called Clute. Clute, uh, John detective. Clute. <laughs> Hold on. It's almost no. like fucking what this John That is Luke. his fucking name. Clute, that's his name. Aye, but that's what I'm saying. You have Clute, you've got is the that Parallax. Is that a detective that's, that's fucking Solomon's name. It's Donald Solomon. All right, so you've got... Mr. Clute. Clip Parallaxview and then all the presidents, man. They were all Pakula and they're all like the fucking the, hell. Know as well. That's the, the paranoia trilogy. He don't. And the best thing is, he made all all three of them within the space like four years or something like that, which is fucking pretty good. Goals. Yeah, three classics. I don't know. I'm so suspicious of this, Yanko. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you paranoid about this. <laughs> but you're exactly right. The best thing is about any of those paranoia thrillers, and it's definitely something that the Parallaxview nails is that you don't know if he makes this decision if it's going to be right but I think at the best thing there's always this kind of over arcing sense of dread that the man or the government is always like five steps ahead of him. and I think that's always the worry in there because I knew it was a 70s paranoia thriller I knew what they expect because of our paranoia thrillers of a time which are a lot more cynical and didn't really have happy endings mm. so I was just dreading the whole way what is actually <coughs> going to happen to Warren Beatty well, you know how is this uh. going to end up from I never thought that it would end up good What's going uh, on? It it really like very claustrophobic too. Like it, it always the, seems like uh, people are sick. Like he has the second guess, but he's always making uh, the wrong decision because they know everything before he knows it. Do like. you, know, you know the best thing about that film was that you know every wee the tiniest plot point took you to like a, a really random place. You're all yeah. oh, fuck that's that's a really interesting way to take that. And then you're all wondering what's going next, and then, and then that, that took you to an interesting place and all. It really it really moves about, but in a really logical. It moves around because that you're kind of going. Ah, that's what you would do. Yeah, that's, that's you know what I mean. And that's that's why it moves around a lot. But because it's so tangible, it yeah. Ah, that's what you'd fucking do. Because obviously, uh, like we we're saying, it starts out in the space needle, and then it ends up and not ends up, but then it moves that dam. You know what I mean? And then it moves uh, this big, huge sort of pep rally for a presidential candidate, uh, and they're all like really visually astounding, which adds the form as you're watching because uh, it engages you more. But like uses, it's very tangible. It's very believable. Uh, Okay, we shall move into I was expecting somebody to throw on a wee pure Irish topics. Topics. I always wonder why they've taken the topic out of the selection book at Christmas like. Be because nasty, topics man. is bullshit. No, nah, topics chocolate bars topics are actually supreme. And see the no, day. No, they aren't. What a see great the, sentence. See the day that they removed them from the fucking celebration criteria or whatever. Disgrace. They were fucking unbelievable. Fuses, fuses were shit. They had to go. Topics were incredible. Have ever told you about the? I know. What what is it getting? The Terminator one. I tell you about that. I know. You said on the podcast before. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Oh fuck it. That was Colin, who's been on the podcast, and Chris. He's been on the podcast. They, they're cousins, like, so on Christmas Day, they were opening up their selection boxes. And, uh, of course, they had a fuse bar, Galaxy, and, you know, all sort of shit and all. Standard, and, uh, They were <laughs> eyeing up a fuse bar, and they were having a discussion about it and all, and Chris is bitten in the Galaxy, and he turns around, and he goes, oh, a couple more of these as he started on the fuses. That's <laughs> 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 me. Carol Reeslein from Terminator. <laughs> 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 so good. <laughs> but anyway, our topic for this episode, it's a few days before St. Paddy's Day, so we shall talk about 
all the St. Patrick's Day films that ever exist? None. <laughs> <laughs> no, oddly enough, we discussed this during the week, and then I done some uh, very in-depth research. When oh I said, man. I mean that I typed St. Patrick's Day film on the Google search, and I found out that there is one film called St. Patty's Day. But it is not a rip rainbows balls or laugh, laugh out loud comedy. As you would expect. As you would expect. It is literally uh, about a boy being put on their mental home. <laughs> so is it at least on Paddy's thing? Is it called, it, is it not, called Paddy? No, I haven't even seen it. But is it's called St. Paddy's Day. I'm not even sure if it's set around St. Paddy's Day, but that is the only is film that I can find. <laughs> is it set during the day? <laughs> it takes place at night. Aye. He's not called Paddy, Aye. and he's Aye. not a saint. Or, 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 Talk about fucking Aye. false advertising. Are, are days a concept in the film, <laughs> or did days not even exist in the film? It's it's Soner's Pop Palace all over again. Like. Maybe he's like getting put into a mental home because he thinks every day is St. Patrick's Day. Well, well, well to be fair, we think that. <laughs> <laughs> we basically do. Yeah. But then when Paddy's day comes, it's like. Double Saint Patty's Your quads on an actual Patty's Day. It's, it's um, justified. Like it was just one Patty's Day too many. Just everybody came in and everything was green. He's like, um, and nah, uh, this is this is really bad. Most <laughs> most days it's bad, but today I feel like I'm going to knife somebody. <laughs> There's like a chart, like actual Patty's Day, like Patty's Day times a hundred. Christmas Day is like Patty's Day times a thousand. Would you say? Because in all fairness, you probably would drink more and be more gluttonous on Patty's Day, or sorry, on Christmas Day as opposed to Patty's Day. Would you not? Well, I, I, I don't less, drink that much on Christmas. I, I, I don't drink on Christmas Day. Yeah, mm. so there's more time for drinking. Yeah, yeah it's all about yeah, like Your means are replaced by, I now have a couple of pints of stout now instead, sure. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> your main I'll have me lunch. <laughs> and then I'll get back that beer. And stout <laughs> lunch. No, Christmas Day, it's all about slur. Slur? I but slur's pash. I mean, obviously, when you were a fucking Wayne. Thanks very much, Sean. No, but like, no, but when you were a Wayne, you would enjoy drinking. Harry is stocks and shit. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> aye. He's an Irish wanger slur, just <laughs> me whole. Why are you I, fucking getting all antsy about slur here? And all fairness as well, saying slur Christmas is very tradition. therapeutic. I was slur. Slur is Schlur. a good name. It is a but fucking Guinness. exceptional name. Anybody who's listened, have we been to Guinness for some body's day? <laughs> <laughs> As if that like that had to be said. That groundbreaking idea. Jesus. I thought you're sitting there going, Jesus. He's on this on like the most uh, Irish drink that there is. Maybe we should drink it no, on this I, celebration. I'm, I'm, culture. Like, I, I, I I'm not, I'm not sure if the bar does it on Paddy's Day, though. I'm not sure. Do they not take the day off? I found out the other week my dad had a couple of pints of gas when he was down in the local pub. I goes, Aye, but I had to have it with a black curtain. Why? A black curtain Guinness? That actually sounds like it would be nice. No, I, a lot of people do it, actually. I just want... Can you... Too many people. Women do it. Women do it. <laughs> women don't do be it. sexist. Don't be sexist. No, but... I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but my dad done it. My dad done it. It's Men, Manny's a man I know drinks Guinness and black curtain. I do work in a bar. <laughs> so, so I would so, probably so, come so. across them more than Is you Is the wee white part so, then like a wee purple hue? Are they it mixed? depends if you add the black the at the start years. or after. I would want it at the start. But so then people don't know. It, there's a wee bit of purple on the top. But, but would, they, would, so would they actually serve the, the loot next to the Guinness or would it be pre-mixed? Pre-mixed. Pre-mixed. It does That's seem pretty tasty. It sounds like a sort of like a snake bite, you know, if you mix cider and beer. Uh, I wouldn't touch it. I fucking oh, I wouldn't touch I, it. I looked and the and the I pint of Guinness because I just don't really like no. black or Did you see what the people are doing? Do you like Guinness? Yeah, I would have the. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm this one for St. Paddy's Day, an Irish car bomb. 
What is it? What is actually in? Because this right. give me the definition. Right. What is an Irish carbon? It's a half pint of Guinness. Okay. A shot of Jameson. Yes. And a shot of Bailey's. Fuck me. Sounds incredible. Yes. No, <laughs> it's a shot of whiskey as well. I said Jameson. Shot of Jameson. Shot of Jameson. There's not something else on there. Maybe Heron's Irish car bomb has like three different types of fucking Irish <laughs> 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 So no it's fun. like James and Powers Bushmills. That's the unholy trili- trinity though. You aren't allowed to mix the three together. <laughs> <laughs> they just sit on top of each other like oil and water. It's like they don't mix. I know a few boys who went down to McHugh's in Belfast asked for an Irish car bomb. They were asked to leave. Really? Well, in all fairness, some people do see it as an offensive term, and you can see why. Mm. But we're talking about obviously the fact that there's no St. Patrick's Day film. What would be a Patrick's Day film? There was one. Like what I was thinking is that would it not be sort of stupid? As even the way your man Gary Marshall's got uh, New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day, and they're these really fluffy over the top. Do, 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 do you know what his Do you know what his new one is? What Mother's Day? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Gary Marshall! <laughs> but it's it's just. It's so good oh, because die. Just die. no, but it's so good because he knows he's scraping the bottom of the barrel of this shit pile, but he's still going to do it because they're going to show that film every year on that time. It's <laughs> the, the perfect fuck fucking. Bu- no, but it's the does perfect. He, does, does he just model? walk around a card shop and be all? That's oh, my new script. That must I That's what it is. He picks up about five greeting cards Aye. and whatever the message is. That's a storyline. <laughs> I've got this mad story. Birthday class story. Bye bye. But you know what? I'm going to hang it in Muller's day. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Why? Just Jennifer Aniston. Because people it. fucking see. She, she plays a mother, I believe. Picture the like, like a bit of picture after Muller's day. She plays a fucking wine like, cat. In the bottom of world. Gary Marshall presents Pancake Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Marshall. You didn't get the lemons. I swear. I swear. That's the sequel. <laughs> Fuck it out. So, Gary Marshall presents D Day. That's a really deep day. It's a rom com fucking set in the fucking beaches of Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ball bag. No, but go, going back to Gary Marshall's St. Paddy's Day, who, who, who's in this thing? What storylines do well, we have right. going on? You know, you know the way. Rich like, McAdams probably has to be in there at some point. Rich McAdams like. has to be in there. I would say also that. Uh, no, they, Amy Adams proposing to a guy on Leap Year. No, it's a different film. No, yeah. It's, it's a different totally story yeah. altogether. I would think that that obviously, like Hollywood likes to do, as opposed to just actually casting Irish actors, they usually get somebody from Britain to play an Irish actor. So I'd say Jared Butler's a certainly being fucking some uh, <laughs> because they'll get him as a Scottish person to do an Irish See, accent. But he did do yeah. that. I am P.S. I love you, and he was fucking. Was he Irish and P.S. I love you? This, 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 this one. Yeah, just for his accent. Aye, he was so. John Connor's got a fucking Oscar for being <laughs> Irish and the, the unfucking touchables, <laughs> despite being fucking quite right. clearly from fucking yeah, Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> How about the Irish film Darby O'Gill and the Little People? You know, somebody suggests this. Obviously, I know the listener probably doesn't know, but this we run a film club and we're. Going to show a very light-hearted Irish film the night before St. Paddy's Day in a bar that we run them. But somebody says, now the five selections that we had for a light-hearted film was The Commitments, Once, The Quiet Man, Quiet Man 
the guard, the guard, and, and wear the, the buttons. buttons. But we, somebody we, actually uh, said to me straight away, "What about Darbo Gilman?" A lot of people. Uh, we did have an argument about was the Quiet Man actually an Irish film? It's like, no, that's why on the ground. That, that, that's, that's, that's what we were about to say. Swap it out for Darbo Gilman, but it was already up. Yeah, but that's why yeah. on the on the actual uh, event group that we made, I said Irish themed because the other four films are Irish productions. Obviously, okay. the Quiet Man's an American production, but it's but, set in Ireland. But also, uh, the Quiet Man was a write-in campaign by someone there when we were coming up with this <laughs> at the bar. I have visited the have you? Apparently, it's apparently it's absolutely outstanding. Look, it's, outside, it's a couple of miles outside Westport. I've heard it's gorgeous. I mean, it even looks it looks like so for Castle as well. As it, see, it, it looks unbelievably picturesque, and I mean, I know a lot of people. They obviously have the quiet man walking tours and stuff like that, which uh, probably takes about three minutes because it seems uh, like the uh, fucking uh, smallest place on earth. And you, you're not allowed to talk during it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just completely silent uh, during no, the fucking. No, the girls can talk, like, but the men have to fuck up. <laughs> and if they don't fuck up, if they box each other, I that's like just kind of obviously they show really didded signs of masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, that's up. Like gangs in New York, just fucking <laughs> underarm. Start fucking flash hooking boys and all. Um. Hey, by the seashore. Although Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> won his Oscar, terrible Irish accent, um, Gangs New York. Well, he didn't win an Oscar for that. I know he didn't win an Oscar for that. I know he didn't, but still. But you just said he won his Oscar for. I never said four, did I? Well, yes. well, <laughs> well, well, to be fair, he had a terrible Irish accent in The Revenant as well. Eh? What does it? Is he supposed to be Irish? No, no but no. He, he had a terrible Irish accent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I, I can't remember. <laughs> No, because oh, he's not doing an Irish accent. <laughs> I'm being a dick, Chad. I get the joke yes, now. I was, I was wondering when you said that, in case I missed on the Revenant, that he was like, there was a line at the start that he was like an Irish fucking... There was about three seconds where I was all that. <laughs> I don't remember. As with most of my jokes. <laughs> but I fucking... Fucking Donald Gleason's in there. Well, he's not doing an Irish accent. Well, the, he he could be in Paddy's Day film. Yeah, and unlike Fastbender as well, he can actually hold an accent. <laughs> fair play to him. Fair play to him for being able to do an Irish or American accent for no, an hour and a half. Back to Gary Marshall's Paddy's Day. Go on. Donald's on there. Yep. Big Man Brendan's on there. Big Liam they, has to be on there. They no, but oh. no, but they they actually play father and son. Of course, right. And they they, they 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 have a complex relationship. Big Man Brendan's an alcoholic. Okay. Donald Donald doesn't want to know him anymore, but he's trying to redeem himself in Paddy's Day. By not having a drink. What we call it? What we call it? The brothers Patty, and they're both called Patty. The two brothers. But they're not brothers. And then it's all it's the Patty. fucking. Oh no! But the two brothers. He has like there's two brothers in in Gary Marshall's thing as Donald or fucking Brandy and Liam. Are they they Bruce? Oh, they could be bros. That's what, well, that, that was an obvious one. Aye. It's called St. Paddy's. St. Paddy's. That, that makes it sound very dramatic, though, doesn't it? St. Paddy's. If you put on the day... But they, but they always kind of sound slightly dramatic, even though the rom-coms, like, St. Valentine's. I'm stuck on my brother's Paddy. What about a bit of Jimmy Nesbitt? Jimmy Nesbitt, he, he could crowbar him in there if he's not blocked after that boxing match a few weeks back. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if he can get him off a drink for about a couple of weeks, he could definitely fuck him on there. Like, yeah. I, ah, keep, 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 keep him on the drink. <laughs> That's the whole point. Do you know what really threw people? You just fucked him on there in his habit costume. Just <laughs> Completely you know, irrelevant, that script, but he's do, just. Do you know he would time. definitely fucking. Uh, I want to go home. Love, <laughs> do you know he de- definitely love to be in it? In Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> 
if there was an American character or an American whatever, a nephew or something, I know. Oh, well, I, there has to be an American. Because we always have to crowbar him for for an actor, uh, an American actor. We have to crowbar we Especially American actor. Right, Just has to sell, you know. That's yeah, uh, they, let's not they forget it. Has to sell. The Irish American community for Tater Kitch, Edward Burns. Oh, he would be all on that. Because <laughs> no, he's all about his Irish roots and all his American oh, films. He would be. He would love it. And he literally has an Irish passport, but I don't think he'd be a sellable one. Well, in all fairness, Edward Burns is not sellable anymore. But Dennis Leary as like the kind of curmudgeon Irish American uncle or son coming over and it's his first time back in the he's homestead. one of that brothers he's one of that brothers Paddy he's got an Irish passport fair play to him there could be like 11 brothers Paddy there could be 11 they're all called Paddy well no one Irish family there could be well, about this, 20 this, <laughs> maybe because this, this they were could, all christened like on <laughs> Paddy's day like really synced banging with a man's ass or something <laughs> this, 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 this could be on the sideboard this this could be <laughs> this could be like the third series of Sons of Anarchy where it's like a, a like some sort of gang and they're running guns or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Americans have to go. Is the perfect cover. Aye, they hide it in the floats. Oh, that's that is excellent. That's that's too good. We, that, we should stop the podcast right now. <laughs> start, start, writing. start writing. We've Stop. overachieved. <laughs> 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 we picked the early Ermac, no harm, right? This is about a crack, now it's gotten serious, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking about contacting fucking Merrimax. But then, no, but... Like, but now, uh, now I'm thinking Jared Butler, actually, he, like, there's, there's a float sitting there. Oh, that's a slightly small float. And it's moving a wee bit that weird. That float looks magnificent. And then just in the, in, in, in the muddle... <laughs> And, and the middle of the big, and the middle of the big dirty <laughs> shootout, right? and the middle of the big dirty shootout and fucking dangle or whatever it's gonna be, Jerry Butler just fucking tears his fucking one float apart and he has two big fucking silver Colts on him, just, <laughs> just fucking <laughs> face off the two Colts like Nicholas Cage you know just people flying into right. the the river in Dublin, but it's died green. Oh, Jesus, there's fucking Jerry but all the blood screen as well. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, there are two pigeons just fly across, yeah. and there's like we can't go John Woo. It's too obvious, like with a fucking doves, like so it's just two pigeons. No, no, it's two, it's two green doves. <laughs> Aye, Aye, two shame. green doves. Aye, they've dumped the doves for Paris Day, everything. Dumped on Jilox pinches. Aye, they can't Aye. actually take off. Aye. Aye, the whole film starts with this boy talking about how right I was the first one. They start dumping doves, right? <laughs> Everybody was putting green fucking whatever and all green dye and all there. I started <laughs> Sorry, I start, I started they dub doves and still at the council. So there's like ten dub doves and you see them every now and again and it's about how uh it's about can, Jesus Christ, it's about how Paris Day is destroying the world. Can can I suggest the are we are we, are we green oh are we ironical green footprint ah fuck it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> No but can, can I suggest casting for the dove dipper? Um. Pat Short. Oh. oh. <laughs> Do you know what? Before you said it, I was like an exact same. <laughs> yes. Hello, Pat. Hello, Pat. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the fucking dove dripper. Good. I'm the dove dripper. Good money and dipping the doves. Good money and dipping the doves. Do you want to dip the doves? I'll show you how to dip it. It's like a candle back in the old fucking days. You dip away at the candle, make a fucking bang, make it. But I want to make a break green fire. But ah, come oh, on now, dip a fucking dove. They go, they go, they go. <laughs> you just take your finger up the arse of the dove so it opens its wings because if you don't, if you don't open the wings, man, the other side of the wings is white. Why? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> also, we're chatting too. No, but they, they go back to Gerard Butler's character as well. Who's Gerard what? Butler? Gerard. I like Gerard. that. Oh, Jerry Butler. All right, but uh, he's he, he's obviously some some kind of guard or like some kind of policeman. But his partner. 
has died in in the line of action at the last Empire's Day parade. And the last Empire's Day parade. by a leprechaun. Who's who's being played by that? Sean Bean. Oh yes, that's not bad at all. Still with his nor- northern English accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, we were seeing James Nesbitt land on this hobby gear. He would just land on this Boromir forward slash Ned Stark gear. Just yeah. they throw everybody off. <laughs> also, what I was saying, we're chatting about Jerry Butler. We're chatting about now, apparently, St. Paddy's Day is becoming this fucking crime thriller. Why would we not just call Dublin has fallen? <laughs> oh, <and> Dublin <laughs> has fallen. <laughs> Why could it not just be the truth? Or, like, oh, or he's because... Not, he's not the focus of it. Because we have to... Uh, Unless we obviously, Anton Fuqua. <laughs> we have to crowbar on the fact that Jared Butler is quite clearly not Irish. Oh, what's a shame. So, so we have to call it... Uh, Shame has fallen. <laughs> right, so we have to have a wee throwaway line of just all, ah, well, uh, fucking Jesus, I know. That was pa- that, that Paddy, I grew up, or he was, I don't know, he was fucking Scotland. born in Glasgow or something, I don't know. What everybody read, like, my ma, but it's like, you know, no, I, I, no. I don't know, whatever, like, anyway, he's Irish, anyway, like, uh, oh, there, Jerry so. Butler has stolen the identity of someone, of of the original Paddy from Ireland. Oh, they they were they so they were they were at war together or something. What about if he stole the identity of the Dove Dipper? No, because that's the original, Pat Short, no, the original Dove Dipper. Oh, because that's Pat, Pat Short has really is is cemented in this film. Like he's not he's only getting like half the Dove's head on there. It's like full <laughs> ring. Can you imagine Jared mm. Butler trying to put on? Jared Butler be be dipping pigeons. I know he would. I know he would. That's not a fucking Dove. That's not. That's a fucking pigeon. You're not even fucking Irish, you dick. Fuck off, the Edinburgh, yeah, posh to, like, comp. Br- bring it over to the mainland and uh, like dip in the Queen's Dove's green. She's fucking raging. <laughs> <laughs> she oh, would be snapping. Oh, no, <laughs> we should have it on there. We should have like obviously the Irish representation of the English Queen, really stuffy and really like Aye. fucking hits her. Not there. That has Aye. to be Judy Dench if we can get her. You know, the Dench. The Dench. I always want to work with Judy Dench. Yeah, I should lie, but it's not going to happen. Well, <laughs> in this uh, film, it was. <laughs> mm. Then we get Gordon Ramsay and all, and he's trying to fucking dip like fucking. He, he gets really confused. He gets that block in Paradise Day, right? But like, instead of cooking lobster, right, he grabs like a fucking duck, right? And he tries to he tries to like dip it in like boiling pesto. Like, <laughs> did, did I fucking cook it? No, he's like, it's gonna be fucking great, boys. Whatever, no, and you're all not. Well, you're not taking like a lobster or something or not. There, no, he's like, no, 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 fuck off, get it. He's all, are you even fucking Irish? Are you even not Paddy's? Whatever, no, and then, uh, that's how the red starts. <laughs> <laughs> and then by Dublin, Jared Butler, that pesto was certainly magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> but, that uh, pesto, ju- that pesto no, what, just what, sneaked down. Why do you throat. call the Northern Irish chef? Oh, fucking Paul Rankin. Paul Rankin. Paul, Paul Rankin and fucking Gordon Ramsay need to have a fight. Aye. Paul Rankin. That occasionally, like, in the midst of the story, just occasionally goes by in the background, they empty baiting a line at each other. There's this big subplot about who Rankin's getting his boys gathered and fucking Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to land down the fucking tank. <laughs> but they're using cooking knives, but it's like on their sides. They're using cooking knives, but they're just all... <laughs> Break, they like sharpen them. Aye, sharpen them all. <laughs> no, right, Grant. And then they, Gordon like, Ramsay's uh, closed one of Rankin's restaurants again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like. Uh, that, that, that could be the fucking nail. Uh, that Irish kitchen nightmares are just all. You're not a fucking chef. Uh, I'll show you how they boil a fucking pesto duck live, you fucking prat. <laughs> we, we need to have Glenn Hansard in there as a broken hearted. Um, he could just be a wee street no, 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 no. Oh, broken, fuck. Ha- broken hearted what? Aye, no, but then, then we have Hoover fix or something. No, but no, no, but we have to bring no, it. <laughs> what do you call the people that play out in the street? Busker. Busker. I can't remember the word. No, Busker. but that's what I'm saying. No, we, we turn it on the. There's a wee strand of Glenn Hansard. We call it 
busker on the roof. Ah, <laughs> you know I mean? So Glenn so Hansard's on there on the roof, all, all this fucking disparity. No, he's just, just on the roof Jesus. trying to fucking steal tiles. No, but he's playing away. There's tunes and all, all this madness, like the fuddle of the roof and all. Like everybody's, oh Jesus, and Glenn Hansard's just on Take this, meow, meow, blow, come down. Take these tiles off the roof. Take them tiles off of that roof. We still got or like or like if it's a fucking car right after and he's just all take that taxi home to the gaff we yeah whatever got wine can't hit that note what i've been reckoning like, oh. <laughs> they officially have the song for this movie there it is <laughs> there's the eye the official yeah. soundtrack tied on get silly dude. did you ever actually hear fucking glenn hansard in the simpsons though Aye. It's him and Shut the fuck Isn't that something uh, He's in, in, in the episode where Homer and his And uh, grandpa Go to Ireland They meet I don't know It's a, a relative or something Jesus Bart Thompson's Just all I wish the area We're around And I was like What the fuck No but like here? Glenn Hunter's like I'm just just playing. I'm just playing a song here. Just <laughs> try, try try and win this guy's heart or something. Oh, here, but then like you you see Mark Leder go over uh, the top, pushing a piano. He's like, stop sending pianos. Of a classic Irish actor, Colin Meaney. Oh wow! Colin oh, we need Colin and Liam Cunningham. We need you the two of them in there. Colin Meaney would definitely play the Can fucking I? really uptight Mira Dublin. He would have to be the mayor of Dublin who's trying to stop the dove dupping. I am the mayor of Dublin. You know, Paddy's Day is going to be all around now. Paddy's Day legislation. What would Liam, Liam Cunningham do? Liam Cunningham. I don't know what the fuck he could do. He could be a bit in about that one. <laughs> Here, do you know who he could be the milkshake you know man? He doesn't need a role. Like he, could, <laughs> he could be the lemonade man. Do you know who we're really forgetting? Jared, I'm going to shoot your damn McSorley. You were McSorley. McSorley. What about a film where... So Patrick kicks the snakes out of Ireland, but he does it with Sam Jackson. Oh, that'd be so good. He oh was done, was That's the prequel of snakes on a plane. They're all shooting them on the plane. Go out yourself there, Sam. Take him to America. Go on, Marty. They all got names on Go on, Joseph. Get on there, son, you big anaconda. Fucking head, you. What the size of a big anaconda? Get in that plane, they fuck. Go on, now. That's a go. It's a point there, but I want him. Sam's a fucking lowly pilot back in them days. He says, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. It's just, it's, it's literally the prequel to Snakes on a Plane. It's just an hour and a half of Sam Jackson on Dublin Airport just shooting snakes on the airplane. Just go on there, Bertie, you fucking big python. Go on, go on, go on. Go to Sam Jackson, man. There, there. We're going to the big smoke, aren't we? We're going to the United States. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> or like, alright, this boy's fucking rich as fuck, right? And he buys out every seat on the plane, right? And he keep, and he puts them through, and he just keeps them talking with fucking yarns of fucking, you know, all the old folk tales and all. But like through the fucking machine, you just see about a fucking million snakes going through the machine. Oh, and he just keeps them going with all yarns of fucking dangle. <laughs> and you see all these snakes going up, and then Sam Jackson's just like, what the fuck? That looks like. I literally looks like about a hundred thousand fucking snakes just came on this plane. No, that's my. That's it could my be. Do, am I wrong? It looks like every snake in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> every motherfucking snake in Ireland just got on this motherfucking plane. Boarding pass. <laughs> Boarding pass. <laughs> Right, so I think uh, we're no, 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 I've got one, one more thing to say. 
I got one more thing to say about the Paradise thing. I've got one more thing to say as a. When fucking, uh, <laughs> you see a couple of snakes come back into the wee town and dangle and all, it's like a close-up from extras, and he's just all, uh, drink up your pints, boys, Paddy's back in town. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pull-up, he's all, Paddy's back in town. <laughs> oh, he back. Oh, he back. Oh, he yeah. back for good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he back for good. Shit. Oh. Wipe the tears from my eyes. Um, I think we thoroughly explored... Why there is has never been a somebody's day <laughs> I think we should do it every week. <laughs> we'll do it for every holiday. Uh, <laughs> that Gary Marshall isn't done. <laughs> but uh, but don't forget, Pancake Tuesday is coming to cinema soon. Gary <laughs> Marshall's Pancake Tuesday. Oh, don't get started on Pancake Tuesday. We'll be here for an hour. We got no syrup! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of popcorn, you buy pancakes at the, the wee kiosk. That'd be incredible. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, we shall move on to recommendations. Pressure. Uh. Harry, do you have a recommendation? In the name of the father. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Straight up. I was watching that yesterday, actually. Yeah. Watched it uh, a couple of weeks ago because I remember showing Sean the video where um, Jared Cotton was caught um, stealing something and mm. he. His mate just replies, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> right. Is your favourite bit the lightsaber fight? <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. Was that In the name of my father, he's just, oh, I'm your father. He's all... <laughs> Was that supposed to be a lightsaber noise? Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, it sounds more like... <laughs> Kiva, do it for me. If you can, if you can operate it, the but the big button on the front. Uh, oh, hey. that's a lightsaber noise. Oh, that's an even better lightsaber noise. Hey, fire stuff about there. Reminds there. me of Jedi Knight in the PC. Great game. Thank anyway. you. Very good. It's a disco up in here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hurry. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You obviously didn't see the lightsaber fight. Hang on. Hour. <laughs> That's satisfying. Continue, Harrison. Oh, it's about the Gelford Four who were imprisoned for the bombing of a pub in Gelford. You know, who Jerry Conlon, his dad, and a few others. Couple of our lads. Don't know the rest of their names anyway. <coughs> but what? Seamus, Shasov, Giuseppe, Giuseppe, Giuseppe. <laughs> by possible. Who is absolutely? Hey, and you're talking about actors. Doing Irish accents. I mean, he is he one of the most refined British actors. That is a fucking perfect Belfast accent. He doesn't that. Daniel Day Lewis is perfect. Well. Um, Daniel Day Lewis is kind of expected of because he's loved in Ireland for a long time. I'm sure the Peace Puzzles didn't fucking spend that much time in Ireland. That's super. But anyway, continue on what you like for. Then, as well, it gets you very. If, if you're from Ireland anyway, it yep. gets you very annoyed. Big time. You know, I think. But, you know, especially with the the whole internment process yeah do you think though uh, that it, it has would, the same it's strength? not internment though just to be correct it's not actually internment it was the, oh well well no no it was a type of internment but it was the the seven day without trial it's not internment yeah, yeah. but uh, but uh, the kind of torture thing yeah you know, it's well it's not so much real torture Psycholo- well it is torture well, it's it's psychological torture. torture you know were they yeah, uh, like a forced confession yeah and it and really fucks you off 
and then as well the story that you have throughout it you know especially when you find out through your trial later on yeah as well emma thompson fantastic she's excellent and i think it's one of the most sort of you would say enjoyable things about the film is seeing her actually start to realize the miscarriage of justice that's happened and then uh, well not going there but obviously the end is very uh fulfilling not the spoilers say, i'm gonna out the front with jerry i'm going out the front door with jerry well it actually didn't happen i don't know no. Uh, no. Like, uh, no i mean i i fucking absolutely love the film and not the same opinions as you and stuff but uh, um i of course is a complete fucking miscarriage of justice but it, it, it's the film really wouldn't land if you didn't have Day Lewis and Pete Boss nah. it. You know, it, it just yeah, it, it, it wouldn't like you know yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought he was from Northern Ireland for years like I when I was younger because I seen the film when I was really young my dad let me watch it because it just is not it's part of the and as well I mean like know. it's probably culturally and historically significant the people from where mm. we come from so I think it's kind of one of those films that even though it might have a couple of cuss words or you know a couple of hard to watch scenes Aye. you should be able to watch it it's an important Aye. film I think if you're from this part of the world Sham, what's your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation this week is one of my favourite films. Now, I would, I've would i always said before that I, mean, I don't think there's uh, any such thing as a favourite film because it changes day by day and depending on your mood. But I'm going to recommend this week the one that I would usually say is my favourite film and it is The Apartment. It's 1960. Whoa. 1960, Billy Wilder. It's the story of Jack Lemmon working in this office block in New York City and he... Uh, becomes not obsessed but he kind of starts to have a wee inkling for this uh, elevator girl called Shirley well the, the character's played by Shirley MacLaine uh, it's Shirley MacLaine uh, but what he's doing in his spare time is he is renting out his apartment to the bigwigs in the company that he works for so they can go to his apartment and have affairs mm-hmm. you know away from their wives and stuff like that mm. and then as the film goes on he finds out something about the elevator girl that uh, kind of sets the drama in motion but I won't spoil it because obviously it's it, it's kind of <coughs> integral to the plot it's an amazing film it's Billy Wilder obviously double indemnity fucking so many other fucking films uh, some like it hot it looks amazing and it, it, it the, the best thing about the apartment is that it's aged brilliantly because it's got this really really black humour that just was not about in 1960 <laughs> I, I know what you're thinking I. but uh, it's got this really dark humour that wasn't about in 1960 it's, it's actually kind of seen as like caustic humour where spot the difference there yeah it's like it's caustic humour in the fact that uh, it deals with uh, suicidal thoughts it deals with affairs it deals with basically just not feeling uh, feelings of fulfilment and in 1960 that was kind of unheard of especially in a comedy film and I think that's why it's very very prescient because most comedies now which try and strike that balance between seriousness and you know kind of unfulfillment in your personal life with actually comedy elements and you know love interests in the Shirley MacLaine character I think it's a major influence and it's incredible to say that a film that's 56 years old doesn't seem dead whatsoever Colm Heron your recommendation Colm Um, I'm a massive fucking Scorsese fan um the reason I'm talking about Color Money is because it's potentially one of his fucking really forgotten films. I mean, even yeah. me, like when I first watched it, like I'd seen all of his films when I first watched it. It was like. Also, they specify it as a sequel to The Hustler. A sequel to The Hustler in. Jesus, like 1950. 1960. 1960. There we go. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it was Black and White, and Paul Newman's reprising the character Eddie. Fast, Fast Eddie Felson. Fast Eddie Felson. And, uh. 
he is uh, in the first film he was a pole hustler where he would go into pool rooms pretend to be a shit pole uh, pretend to be shit at pool <laughs> he's a shit pole <laughs> <laughs> he was a shit pole so he a pole of pool. shit but uh Which probably will be. he used to go into these places and uh, pretend to be kind of crap at pool and then people would start challenging him and sort of going 30 40 dollars and this kind of thing and then seemingly get better but that was the sort of game the long game of just i'm going to take this boy for everything he's yeah. got sort of thing right you're, and you're literally describing what a hustler is <laughs> I, well i mean i'm just trying to explain what the character did right but uh then you meet him it's like 30 years later or something like this here it's in the 80s and stuff and he sees tom cruise's character and he sees tom cruise's character who just has a natural talent for pool and this kind of thing and so and at that point, he's like not, he's way out of the business. He like, he has a whiskey business and this kind of thing. He's just not interested in it at all. Very safe whiskey kind of guy and all. And then it says invest time in Tom Cruise's character. And uh, it's, it's really weird because it's sort of, I mean, it's cool because you see him back playing the same character and you're wondering, is he going to, you know, is he going to come out again and play another game? Or yeah. is, is he going to play Tom Cruise eventually? Or is it, you know, and, you know, it's because I suppose you probably enjoy it if you enjoyed the first one. It's like a superhero thing. You were like, oh, are they going to play each other? You know, there's that yeah. kind of oh, what are they going to do? You know, shared and, universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this kind of thing, you know. And then, but it's I remember the first time seeing it. I was just like, gosh, oh, this is one of Scorsese's weakest films and all, and I didn't like it at all and all. And I thought it was cheesy and stuff like this here. But I remember uh, Sky had it on for like fucking months or something and then i just kept catching like a wee half hour of it or the last button whatever and then i was just like just just spotting things on it i was like holy fuck i never noticed that before and i think i think the difference we like sound like goodfellas right is that all the moves all the camera moves are really showy and they're deliberately really showy because it's glamorizing it a wee bit about ah oh, no we walked we, you know we had this lifestyle and this kind of thing and all and it's just like gliding through the copacabana and all this kind of thing and all whereas with color money just when you when you catch it halfway through a camera move you're kind of going fuck i didn't see that before because it's that well done that mm. you don't see it at all like there's a scene like particularly right where paul newman walks into his office right tom cruise comes on the camera pans back to tom cruise and then moves with tom cruise over to paul newman and then paul newman's rolling a cue it's called a battle of Bushwick cue it's like a really fucking famous pull cue maker and he throws it to Tom Cruise and the camera whoops the, with the cue to Tom Cruise and like I'd seen it like five or six times I'd never noticed that whoop but it's yeah. just, it just moves that well that you just don't even notice it and I just I think because it actually works so well that it's kind of forgotten as one of his great films like and that, that's the sort of way I recommend it it's salty but it, it's like it's real I don't know. It's it's real intelligence on it. I mean, it's, it's that kind of thing of when we talk about Indiana Jones four, as in you know, when the plane fucking rose and it's obviously a fucking bloody fucking digital plane. You just kind of go. I'm wondering if the CGI guy is going. If I make this look too real, they won't know it's an effect. But if I make it just a wee bit shitter looking, they'll know it's an effect and go, "That's amazing looking." Aye. You always think about that. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if I deliberately show off this move a wee bit, just just show it off a wee bit, they'll go, fuck me, that's a great camera move. As opposed to going, fuck me, I really felt that moment in the scene. Yeah. Whereas I think in The Color of Money, you really feel the moments and you don't notice the camera work because it's that good. That's because they're obviously scattered more sparingly as well. They're used mm. in a certain way as opposed to being as showy as you would say the Copacabana scene in Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. That, you know, like, 
it, it almost becomes that as the camera moves or as the scene actually the scene itself and it takes you away from the actual content of what's on screen mm. like you're you're gonna get as a film fan getting too focused on the actual movement mm-hmm. you know what i mean but no, i definitely 100 percent come 100 percent get where you're coming from mm. Kiva Sweeney, what's your recommendation? <laughs> My recommendation is, I hope Dan didn't do this last week, um, Paprika. Nope. Oh, no. Paprika. Oh, no, he's, he snorted a bunch, but he just got, <laughs> he got really drunk. <laughs> and was all like, I need to do fucking lines of song. I was like, all I have is Paprika, man. He's all, I'll take it. I can recommend Paprika for you, Dan. He sprinkled it on his deck like Errol Flynn. He was just all, Dan's getting lucky, and I... I think it was made to actually do that. in 2000, but I'm not 100% sure. It's a, it's an animated sci-fi adventure. Now Sorry, I, can you say the name of this again? Paprika. Okay. I said the so, not, so not paprika? It could be paprika. I don't know. See, I've, I I, I've been told do- off in this podcast dog. before for saying yes, paprika. No, it is paprika. I've never heard anybody say paprika. It's paprika. I mean, that it's, is the name it of has place. a name. Like, it's not like, it's not about the spice it's about a person yeah, called but this is coming from the same man who mispronounces actors names no oh, well, I, I do it all the time but I mean that's, that's besides the point I do know what the name of Paprika is and let Kiva please continue because <laughs> we've not done enough um, <laughs> let's go <laughs> no I still have to watch about the last 25 minutes of it so I'm only going to briefly tell you it's a adventure sci-fi animated mental madness it's just mad from what i see it's just madness i've had to start from the start about three times <laughs> um, too much feet. it's w- it's way too much like is it one m ones just like melt melt your face like it's so visually spectacular it's visually spectacular plus it's quite like it, it there's just so many things happening on top of each other that it's easy to get kind of lost in it so basically the premise is there's like this machine that can get inside people's dreams so like therapists use it to analyze people i don't know but someone steals it so it goes missing and then everything goes to shit because they're like using it badly in bad ways or well i don't know you know i don't understand it (laughs) Um, but uh the only person who seems quite capable of fixing the whole thing is the scared paprika um she's a therapist as well she sounds hot seems pretty fucking awesome so far it's it's a bit like inceptiony you know, because it's like going into dreams, and it's really interesting how they. There's different, you know, it's, you know, the technical side of it. Obviously, it's, I mean, it's sci-fi, so it's not real, but Aye. it's. It's all you know, fake you, science you're bullshit. Like, no, I believe this. I believe that these things work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's so far for me, it seems pretty awesome. So I'd recommend if you could watch it and help me through. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your hand through the last half hour. <laughs> awesome. But it's very fun. Uh, my recommendation is a film that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> oh, well done, Michael. Talk about a comic tonight. Uh, all we watched was a trailer and then a film hasn't came out yet. So, what you do? We make uh, scratch your fucking balls. <laughs> I've been living a goal oriented life since then and I got a lot done. Yes, he put a, <laughs> no, no, first, no, first, he put a mirror up and it looks well. Really? As a well, so well hung, well hung mirror. As a Berg mirror. <laughs> Continue, Michael. I <laughs> uh, no, it's a uh, it's a film called Sing Street, which is the new film from John Kearney of Once Fame and Begin Again Fame, and uh, yeah, it's been shown at festivals recently, and so it's not really going to get a theatrical release to probably another while. But I just want to put it on people's radar. It's set in Dublin, 
and it's this 13 year old kid who meets i think it's like a 16 17 year old girl and uh, he finds her quite attractive so she, he's talking there one day and she says that she's a model so he says there oh would you want to be in my music video for my band because you're a model and she's all she says okay then so now he has to start a band <laughs> so he starts a band and they have to make a they have to make a song they make a music video so this gary can be in their music video and it's just it seems kind of right up john Kerry street just you know some nice original music nice wee story we romance but it's a you know it's 13 year old boy so yeah. it's a bit younger and actually the music in as well it seems a bit more kind of like electro poppy rather than like once so and begin again it's like kind of you know uh acoustic, more acoustic folky kind of stuff yeah and uh, yeah so it it seems really cool there's a trader online you can check it out but i just want to put it out there people keep a lookout for it because it's obviously not going to be released in like every cinema but if you see it on give it a jerk looks pretty awesome boom Okay, we'll wrap it up there, folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you like getting in contact with us, let us know what Paddy's Day films you would like to know about or see. <laughs> There's a sentence in there somewhere. Find us on Facebook, Let's Talk More Movies Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Talk More Movies, or you can email us, Let's Talk More Movies at gmail.com. You can also leave us comments, reviews on iTunes, Acast, and Stitcher Radio. I've been your host, Michael Breslin. Shanko has been Shanko. Yeah. Keep it swinging, but keep it swinging. Harry's been Harry. Yep. Heron. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Episode 45, baby. Goodbye. Bronze, you're writing these policy scripts or what? Oh, why? Sam Jackson. Well, we had the whole thing recorded. So. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Scripts wrote, man. Send it. Sam Jackson. <laughs> Wrap it up and send it. Send that to Joel Silver right now. Sam Jackson <laughs> about to happen at Chapman. He just looks over and he's still... Goddamn. <laughs> Them snakes are back. <laughs> it's all goddamn. It's just all... Patty's back in town. <laughs> Here we come, Miramax. <laughs> 